Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. Hey, Outlander. <laughs> it's, you're messing me up because I'm supposed to be the one that says something weird and random. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we are celebrating some lighter fare with uh, Motel Hell and Children of the Corn. It's so funny that Children of the Corn is a lighter fare. <laughs> In know? my head it is. You know? No? Not, I wouldn't call it lighter fare in comparison to Motel Hell, but... No. No, lighter, well... Lighter fare in the sense of it's... Goofy. It's, it, yeah, it's kind of like the... If you look at it from the outside, it's kids worshipping a corn god. Corn hole. <laughs> corn a man. corn hole. Corn man. A god that lives in the corn. Who manifests with crappy screen effects. Those are some sweet green... So uh, <laughs> Oh, you got green, you got green Ghibli's all over you. What's going on? <laughs> but I digress. Let's um, let's jump in. So, do you want to start with Motel Hell? Okay. Yeah. Sure. This sure. 1980 movie was interestingly billed as a comedy, not a horror film. Yeah. Um, Which I didn't laugh very often. No, I I've, I've never seen Motel Hell. Uh, I looked into it. Saw <laughs> you know horror comedy, you know the whole shtick. I watched it and. I think maybe I kind of built it up in my head more than I guess it actually was. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of built it up to be like, I was ready to laugh. Like, I was ready for some, like, side-splitting hilarity to ensue. Mistake. And, uh, yeah, no, it was, like, I didn't dislike the movie. It was weird. There were parts of it that I liked. But, like, as a whole, like, I can check it off the list of movies I've seen, but I don't know that I'm gonna be going back to it that's yeah that's a reasonable and i'd say pretty common mm -hmm. response Reaction. to this movie yeah. <laughs> so i remember seeing this once as a kid and being terrified by of all the things in this film to be disturbed by the pig head was what got it for me and i remember that being either on the cover or on the back of the cover of the vhs art it is yeah and that being very scary to childhood me so much so that I completely blocked out the major plot line, which is that they're growing people and eating them. But I literally, like, like all I remembered from a kid was the pig head scene. And to this day, I feel still feel a little weird when somebody puts a pig head on. A little bit. Does that, does that happen often? That someone puts I a mean, pig head on? I just call that Wednesdays. Is that right? <laughs> but that's just me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right. So, Rory Calhoun, who plays Farmer Vincent, and I was excited to Google him because I was like, I'm going to know everything he's been in. Mm -hmm. He's been in a shit ton of things. Couldn't tell you I recognized any of them. I remember him as like a Simpsons reference or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's gonna bother me. Yeah, so, so Jackie, do you want to just give us a quick roundup here? Snaps. Yeah, I can snap. There's a motel called the... It's Motel Hello, mm -hmm. which I thought... I, that's one of the clever things. Um, like I said, there was a couple clever things I liked about the movie. Mm -hmm. The fact that it's Motel Hello, and the O on the neon sign is on the brink, so it's Motel Hell. So Vincent is the proprietor of the motel. He's also a farmer, and he's an entrepreneur, and a, a butcher, and he, he is a jack-of-all-trades. And what he does is he takes humans and captures them. He buries them in the ground. He slits their throats and their vocal th cords so they can't scream. And then he basically kind of just waits until they're ready to be quote-unquote harvested. And then he mixes human meat into his pork and his beef. And apparently he makes delicious award-winning world-renowned smoked yeah. meats yeah yeah and that's a good yeah. that's i mean that's basically it. The, it we we center around terry who was one of the people that um didn't get captured by him he, her uh the guy she was with Bo, he got captured but vincent i guess took pity on terry she was still alive when he found her so he was like oh we're just gonna bring you back to the house and clean you up and 
and you're just going to work for us and I, yeah, kind I didn't of be a servant? I don't know. And it's weird because then she just stays instead of going home. She just lives with Ida and Vincent and... Yeah, it doesn't make... It's yeah. stupid. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. No, yeah. This would no, never happen no, ever. Right. Oh, so the Simpsons reference? It's from that uh, 101 Dalmatians episode with all the puppies. Love that one. Yes. The one puppy that Mr. Burns wants to keep. He's like, I'm going to keep you and I'm going to name you Rory Calhoun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's the episode with one of my all-time favorite songs, See My Best. Yes. <laughs> the Gorilla Vest. Yeah. Um, so I had to say the first, my first thought out the gate was I call bullshit on how easy these two people can carry around dead bodies or at least like bodies. Like, he throws those people in the back of the truck like it's like, you know, I'm just saying. Nate, don't look at me like that. I'm just saying oh, no. it's hard to hold a body. <laughs> I would know. I feel like this guy's lugging around heavy shit all the time, though. Yeah, maybe he's a farmer. Maybe he's, he's just him. used to it at this he's point. Just, how, he's, old, how old is Farmer Vincent? Uh, he's got to be, like, uh, upper 60s, 60s at least. Yeah. Upper bar- 60s. Oh, the, the fact that she makes it. When she made out with him, dude... I gotta tell you, not much turns my stomach, and this might be, like, a mean of me to say, because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there married to 60-year-olds who are 20, They're but stupid. I'm literally- I'm calling you out! <laughs> <laughs> we just lost at least six viewers. Um, Come on, really? No. I, oh, God. Disagree. It, turn, it turned my stomach. And then when the rapey guy was like, dude, you're gonna have to, like, look at his old balls, like, <laughs> <laughs> and You're like, yeah, you're right. I was like, he's true. He's, he's got a he's point. He's got a point, even though he's rapist. He has a point. <laughs> I love that for the bit part that he had in this movie, how does Wolfman Jack get one of the top billing? Because he's, <laughs> he's Wolfman Jack. Thank you. He was, he was, dumb, I don't know, man. I mean, this is 1980. I mean, I, I don't know. Was, was he that popular? We need to break into that scene a little bit, because yeah, that scene to... was bananas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, see, I don't understand. I just know he was a household name from way back when, so... And he was in many horror movies for some reason. Really? He's in, he's in several. Huh. This is the first time I think I've ever noticed and been like, oh, Wolfman Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I only ever knew him as a radio voice, so I don't think I like ever like... But that's usually what he's appearing yeah. as. Is just yeah. like He's not usually a character. I don't know, like, well, this one he is, but usually he's not a character. He's, they're just playing him on the radio. He's in a lot of horror movies. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is he not really a movie, a, like a radio... Person? He is a radio person. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah cuz oh yeah, yeah, like in Midnight Hour they use yeah. him and everything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's in he's in tons of movies. Yeah, yeah so but no, like what Nate is saying is usually used as a radio mm-hmm. personality. We're in this Not one. as he's, an SNM preacher. Yeah. He's a preacher. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember that part? Like he's like an evangelist preacher cuz like cop when guy's he's looking at porn in his cop car and then the the preacher walks up and is like, oh, "I'll yeah. take that off your hands." You didn't get from the voice? I thought, don't laugh at me. As, as soon as he started I thought talking. he was the guy with the, BF, the S&M guy. Oh, the swinger? Yeah. No, 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 no. that's not the <laughs> He was the preacher. that was oh, going to okay, marry them. Funny. And he okay. was right, right. the one that took the porn. Show. You know what? Right. You know Got what? It. In your defense, I kind of felt that way at first too. But I was like, he looks awfully skinny, though. I don't know if that's him. Oh, and then, like a couple of scenes later, that happened. I was like, oh, there he is. Nope. <laughs> Thank you. The no, only for... reason that I knew that before going in is because I read the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. before I watched the movie to get kind of a gist of it, and I clicked on because he's got a linkable name on Wikipedia, and I saw his picture. Yeah. So that's the only reason I knew which character off the bat was Wolfman Jack. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I want to jump right in here. I want to first start by talking about the family itself, because there's Farmer Vincent with and his sister, Ida. Yes. But I thought for a while Ida was the wife. Right, yeah, they don't... They don't they say. Don't, they don't talk about their relationship. No, so when Terry Until, came, like, oh, a lot later, yeah. um, that it's mentioned that it's the sister. Mm-hmm. And then there's and then the brother. There's the brother, Bruce. Bruce. Bruce? Brucey, yeah. Yeah, the cop. Who is the, like, sheriff in town, mm-hmm. and literally a rapist, and knows that they're cannibals, right? No, I think he's out of the loop. I think he's just a big dummy. Yeah, I don't I know, don't... because he says, wait till you find out what they really do. Like, he makes that reference. Yeah, I know, but you don't know that he's talking about, you know, putting people into the oh, meat. Yeah. What else are they doing, like, bro? <laughs> wait until you try this meat, it's delicious. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. Oh, yeah, no, I, at the I, end when he was, like, trying to talk her out of it, when he, like, came in and got all rapey again. I thought he was just trying to talk her out of marrying him in Farmer general. Yeah, yeah, because also, being a butcher is 
Gross. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know, that is Maybe fair. he's just trying to say, like, it's disgusting. It's, yeah, you're going to be skeeved out by yeah. this because you're going to be asked to take part in it. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do that, dude. Mm-hmm. That would, I would do anything for love, but I won't, like, be a butcher. <laughs> like, I couldn't do start it. start butthole first to take the skin off. Oh, God, I'm going to nope. barf. You stick a knife in the butthole. No, you why do. are you telling me these things? Yeah, I've seen it. Ew. It's gross. It's gross. Um, the gurgling noise that they made really irked, like, really, like, <laughs> chilled me. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I know, making... I have the same note that, like, the throat thing kind of grosses me out. Because, like, I kept wanting to, like, clear my throat. Like, I found myself watching it, and when any scene that they were there, I, I found myself being, like, <clears throat> like, I was clearing my throat <laughs> watching them. Yeah. But at the same time... That was one of the things that I liked about this movie. I liked that they captured them, put them in the ground, neck up. Like, I noticed, like, that's the worst farm ever. But I did. Like, I loved how they had the burlap sacks over their little heads. And they were, like, bopping. And they were bopping around. Mm -hmm. And and when, like, you know, it's kind of ingenious. You don't want them to scream and, you know, have anybody notice that they're there. So you take out the ability for them to scream. Although I don't think that that's scientifically how exactly it would work but still i'm gonna suspend my disbelief for motel hell um i thought that was fun um in general i thought i loved the characters i thought the characters itself um outside of vincent and ida although i did like ida um i would hang out with her I would the the swinger couple. Oh my god, they were so great. I loved dude the like her couple. Indiana Jones moment, like oh, her yeah, montage, whipping. Like she literally is in like a black leather dominatrix outfit, and she's like fucking Indiana Jones destroying the hotel. She's, she's like, not getting her deposit everything. back. Like, no, she's not. She was wrecking. She was wrecking the whole place, and then he comes out in like a plastic clear skirt skirt yeah, yeah shirt it's like he had like a muscle shirt with like a he had a bra on or bra. something yeah Dude, he was yeah. living his best life and he's they like were. Rear me up and they i was like it. i loved them they were my favorite yeah they were my no judgment they yeah, just yeah. came they came to eat meat and do dirty sex stuff in the motel well, when you advertise <laughs> that your, your motel is one of the the top sites for swingers because they figured they could tap into that market they need meat Let's get the swinger market. And they tapped into it. And it was so funny because, like, when Vincent was like, what are you doing here? And Ida's like, remember? And she showed him the advertisement. I was like, (laughs) get it. Like, smart on their part. But, like, get it, swingers. Like, it was so funny that they walk in with ropes and they were like, ooh, you're going to tie us up. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. It was was pretty funny. And what great marketing they have, man. Like, their business model, I could get behind. I know it's cannibalistic, but, uh, like, they literally. Of all their tricks, and I love the scene where they were talking about how much, like, when he's like, well, you gotta get artsy in life, you can't just do the same thing. Like, it was so funny, like, you're right, the characters are so satirical, but I loved all their different ways of luring people. My favorite was the cardboard cows, though, by far. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I wrote, ah, the old room cow (laughs) trap. Which you can tell from, like, a hundred feet away. It was clearly cardboard. Those are cardboard cows. And just how fucking, like, okay, so can we talk about Ivan the the Terrible and his band? Ivan and the Terrible? Yes. <laughs> Ivan and the Terrible suck. First of all, the song, I've had enough. I was into it. I was like, yeah. Oh, I hated it. I hated it so yeah. much. I was like, I can't wait for these people to die. Oh, and I then I was, grant- my wish was granted very shortly afterwards. <laughs> well, the one chick smoked a cigarette backwards, which I thought was pretty gangsta, if I do say so myself. Well, that was one party trick back in the day I could never do. Oh, God, I was no. never brave enough to do the whole put the cherry in first. I don't know. Why would you even do that with a cigarette? I don't know. Because you're tough. Because you're in Because Ivan- yeah. you're the terrible. When you're in a punk rock band with Cliff Clavin from Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited when I saw the name John Ratzenberger come up and I was waiting to see where he was going to show up. Did I expect him with like a... You know, spiked collar. He had the collar. No, and his hair is all spiky and done up. I wasn't prepared for that kind of Cliff Clavin, but <laughs> it was so good. Cliff Clavin. So good. I see. I didn't see. I didn't. Wasn't paying any attention to any names during like the opening, so I didn't even see his name listed. And I don't even know why they would list his name. He doesn't have any lines. He immediately gets his gets his vocal cords cut, and he's just gurgling with everyone else on the ground. So. <laughs> um. So let's talk about the date with Bruce and Terry because this is to me one of the most cringy parts of the whole film. Why don't they just go to the drive-in? They're 
Like, right? What a cheap ass motherfucker. Yeah, he's like, here, here's some binoculars, yeah. and then we have this, the radio mm-hmm. geared up. It's like, like, you're so cheap. And obviously, if you're calling over and being like, hey, you know, whatever, at the drive-in, can you put the audio on the channel? Yeah, they already it? don't care. They already don't care, so yeah, just, just go, go. the drive-in. It's because he's a creeper and he wanted to touch boobs. That's Pretty why, because he yeah. wanted to rape her. He cleared out. I would have been like, this is really gross. Get out of here. Let's get out of here. Because, like, look at all these naked people running around. Oh, my God. When he, <laughs> wait a minute. That was my favorite part. It was when he Butt-ass naked told people. everybody they needed to go. And instead of just starting the car and driving away, the naked people jumped out of the cars and ran around. They're like on this. the back seat. They need to run around. They need a Chinese fire drone to get to the front. I feel like that would be me in, like, a panic of putting <laughs> Like, okay, I'm going. Like, no matter you how I go, I would just, I would just run butt ass naked out. Be like, you told me to go, so I went. I went. I saw lights. They were, they were red and yellow, but it was pretty close to cop cars. Like, I don't know. All I know is I've seen some ridiculous reasons to have TNA in a movie, but that one to me, like, just took the cake. And the dude, too, like, full on his balls jangling while yep. he ran. I was like, this is amazing. God bless the 80s. That's all I have I to say. It's a silly oh, time. God. It's a very silly time. <laughs> yeah. As we're sitting here talking about it, I'm realizing it, like, this movie is a lot funnier, I think, than I gave it credit for, because there are some moments of just, like, it's so yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it really is. The problem is there's like 10 minutes of moments like that and the and movie is 90 yeah. minutes long. It's not even like a 70 minute like Reezathon. It's 90 minutes. You get a full ass feature length movie to yeah. sit through. So like those happening every so often is great, but that's what keeps you watching the movie as opposed to, you know, just having to be a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Although there were moments that like the more I think, like the ending line where she- he was like, my whole life was a lie. I used preservatives. Like, mm-hmm. that shit is hilarious. Like, I definitely, it's true. I feel like Nate's right in that this movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. And it misses the mark a little bit in each of the yeah. arenas. Like, the satire is there, but it never really, like, because I thought, like, I was really excited about the preacher in the background the whole time. I thought the notion of their being pious or religious was going to come back around. I, I thought that this was going to be some, like, kind of metaphor for, Me like, like, southern religion and stuff and, mm-hmm. like, evangelism and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It never really went anywhere. No, yeah, but it was I, there. I just found it very funny that, you know, Vincent's going to kill people and make meat out of them. Which is wrong, because, mm-hmm. like, murder's bad, but won't make out and, like, have sex with Terry, because it's improper. Right, and I think that's why it, like, played with the idea of religion mm-hmm. as bullshit and hypocritical, but it never fi- really got it to never it. Really, yeah. It never really figured out what it wanted to say about that. It was <laughs> like, well, insane. here's an example of them being stupid. Yeah. Although, it can be said that I don't think that... I don't think that they were necessarily murdering people. I don't know how I want to say this. Like, not in a bad way, but, like... Are looking, you about to defend them? A little bit. I am about to defend them a little bit. So, yeah. I don't remember if it was Terry or Adam who said it. But they were saying that there are too many people in the world and there's not enough food. So, they kind of killed two birds with one stone by killing some people to eliminate the too many people in the world and making food out of them, thus making more food for the world that doesn't have enough food. Jackie, that's so fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's some some Snowpiercer logic right there. (laughs) Seriously. I'm just saying, there's a little bit of merit to that. Sometimes your, like, Orwellian thoughts really scare me. No, I understand the logic of it. Yeah, I just don't like it, right? We we should be smart enough to figure out something better. But no, it's true. I think this film is kind of playing with, in the vein of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, kind of making fun of the rural farm people yeah. and the go get them attitude that like they like and i think that's a poignant thing again it just they never really unlike texas chainsaw which makes the statement this yeah, one this totally, one absolutely yeah does. but getting back to the car and watching the film oh right he basically goes to rape her yeah and she's like no don't do it and he just jumps on her and i'm like oh here it comes and she starts no no knowing and he does jump off but here's the part that boggles my mind you woke up in this house you don't know these people you are so fine with living with them. Their brother tries to rape you. You're going to go on a crazy Scooby-Doo-like adventure to see if the girl on the radio is okay with him? Like, you're not... At the scene where he gets out of the police car and she's driving, I was mm-hmm. like, girl, just drive. Just you know, go. You know why? 
N- Stockholm no. syndrome. <laughs> because because people thought that was normal back then. Crap, that's a really upsetting you know? idea. Like, yeah. It's true. People didn't have as point. much context as people do now. That's why people get way more upset about this stuff now. It's because they have so much more context. Oh but God, back yeah, then, like right. you know, yeah. if you're just grow up with nobody that ever had that kind of issue. You're just like, ha, ah, this is what people do on first dates, and it's okay. Just push them away. It'll be fine. You're right, because it never comes up again. Mm-hmm. She never holds him accountable to it. Yep. She she willingly continues to, to have interactions with him. And then, yeah, and then in what I would argue is the, the creepiest, like, Electra edible thing I've seen in a minute. She then falls for the very old farm. <laughs> Why, though? Why? <laughs> I took it as a... Kind of like a reverse Florence Nightingale syndrome, where instead of the nurse falling for the patient, it's the patient that fell for the nurse. Like, he, like, brings her back to health, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is very suspicious. Yeah. Because at the very beginning, so what happens? Uh, Our boyfriend gets killed, Mm -hmm. or presumably killed. Mm -hmm. She doesn't care. She wakes up in a strange house. She doesn't care. She can't leave and go do her own thing, but she doesn't really care. She's just going to live there and, and do chores for the rest of her life. Also, when she's like, where's my boyfriend at? They're like, oh, we already buried him. And he's like, yep, yeah, county law says you can just bury dead people that you find. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. What? What are the laws here? And the next thing you know, she's wearing like a muumuu and watching Wheel of Fortune with them. And yep. it's the most bonkers thing I've ever seen. I have a note here that says, is she their slave now? <laughs> like, how do you not go home? Like, yep. call somebody. Well, she does say she he was all she had. Bo, her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But even so, I'm still going to be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and head out. Thanks so much. Yeah, everybody. get me out. Thank you. I'm Sorry. good. I'm yeah. good. Uh, I don't know. It's really weird. Also, this health inspector cares way too much about his job. He <laughs> is he is a true hero. First of all, of all those people, how is he the one who, like, climbs his way out the door? That's my other question. Bo is the one. That, the boyfriend climbs No, out. it's the, no, the, the inspector. Boy- no, the, he gets set free. The inspector? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, it's the boyfriend that wiggles okay. his way out. Okay, real talk. If you buried me up to my head, would I be able to get out? Um, I don't know if you were given enough time. I guess you could get out. And I think it also kind of depends on how, like, in what kind of sand you're buried. Because, like, remember... Well, I'm not talking sand. I'm talking soil. Right, well, I'm saying, like, yeah, like, in Creep, like, remember how in Creep Show, Ted Danson's buried up to his neck? In sand, yeah, he can't, can't move. Get out. Yeah. But that's so I'm wondering, and the water's pushing it back right, down right. the time. And I'm, so that's what my, I kind of thought about that, too, because it's like, can you wiggle yourself out? All right, out, real quick, or? let's go dig a quick hole. We'll be in it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what yeah, I'll record from out there. Sounds good. <laughs> Um, no, I was curious as to how realistic it would be that those people wouldn't be able to escape. So here's here's my take: if a zombie can crawl out of the grave, and we've all that accepted that, too, yeah. then it, then a person could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of zombies, they were very zombie-like. Yes. After they got out. Yeah. They were like in a horde and like couldn't talk and yeah. yeah. I think they're just messed up from being buried in the ground with oh, yeah, their last sure. sacks over their heads and their vocal cords sure. cut. For however long that was. That's a sequel I want to see. Like, what happens to those Ted people? Oh, yeah, they just disappear. (laughs) They just disappear. They kill Ida and they're like, bye. They got, yeah, they got Ida real good. Can we wait? Can we revisit? My favorite, getting back to my favorite Ida scene. Ida, when Ida got murdered. No, before, no, that's all. I was sad when she got murdered. She was arguably my favorite character. (laughs) No, the best scene was when she's with Terry and she's like, you know what this calls for? Tubing, bitches! And, like, she runs in the water when her big black tube jumps in the river? It's not even a river, though. I'm like, what is this, a whack-ass standing water <laughs> Giant tubing? man-made pond. It's just, like, a puddle. <laughs> it was basically, like, a puddle <laughs> in the middle of the woods. Oh, my God. I would go tubing with Ida any day. I mean... Listen, if it's a river... We can go tubing. That wasn't tubing. <laughs> she, no, it was you were, she was in an inner tube? That was not tubing. I like Ida because she is a crafty bitch. <laughs> because she makes a point to be like, I don't know how to swim. Oh, no. And then pops her own inner tube just to get Terry to try to rescue her, to try to drown Terry. I also, she was trying to kill her, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Why did we just glaze over? Well, how come Vincent wasn't pissed at that? Because they kill people all the time. But then... When it comes to Terry trying to put the the sweet moves on Vincent, yeah. then he's like, you know what? She goes. Because when they are quote unquote engaged and they're drinking champagne, oh, and they, they tickle, have the, they they tickle have, his tummy. They have the first glass of champagne, no problem. And then when the second glass of champagne, everybody has a normal glass 
except for Terry. Like, bitch, don't you see that you have a green drink all of a sudden? Like, what are you doing? And then she drinks it down, and then Vincent's like, all right, get her gone. Like, he's <laughs> out, done. She's no good anymore. No, 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 wait, really? Yeah. Like, oh, I read that as he had to just put her to sleep so that they could do the gross stuff, and then he would come back, she'd be awake. Yeah, I don't know what the long-term they plans. No, they I, don't know, I don't know what the long-term plans <laughs> of serial killers are. I'm not sure if he's actually that interested no, in having a relationship he, with no, this lady. No, he totally was. He had the no, because so she I, was in the what, bed. So they put her in the bed. Point, at what point does it turn when he tries to kill her? Because when Brucey to... tells her the truth. But I thought, oh, that's right. Because yeah. he did say I was. Well, he was going to tell her eventually. Right. But it might when as well it was be ready. Now, right. And then. Right. When she shouldn't handle it, that's right, that's right. No, can, we, he, can we also say that people shoot at cops and the cops just go away <laughs> at some points in this movie? They fall in late. They fall in late. Dang, man, what are you doing? Stop shooting at me. Come on, I'm the cop. Also, P.S., you know what? Maybe he wasn't actually trying to shoot his brother, but if you could be that far away and shoot out the tires of a moving vehicle, mm-hmm. but your brother, who was like five feet away from you, and you shoot like clear across the room and blow a hole in the wall, like I'm assuming you probably weren't trying it. to actually yeah. shoot him, because you can't be that good of a shot, and then blow when it's right in front of you. I sure. agree. I don't think he was he was ready yeah. to kill his brother, and especially with shotgun, like that's so Jesus funny. Christ. But <laughs> that should not be okay. It's ridiculous. It I would be really pissed if my brother shot at me. It's all in as, good fun. As a means oh, yeah. of having a uh, sibling rouse. You know? Like, that's not okay. Quit it! mom! Couldn't you, like, give me a noogie or something? You need to bust out the shotgun? Jeez. Um, and then the brother versus brother epic chainsaw battle. Epic. Terrible chainsaw battle. <laughs> it was so boring. They're like, swing oh, real like 12 slow. hours later. Oh, it was what? like it. Well, it reminded me of the scene in, in medieval times where it was like, because <laughs> it was just so over dramatic for no reason at all. Like was it was, like, oh, it was yeah. painful. It was like twelve minutes long too. I, I was like, like why is this chainsaw versus chainsaw fight so boring? What is wrong? I will say when I turned the movie on, and the little icon came up. I watched it on Vudu. Mm-hmm. Little icon comes up and it always shows you like the, the bar with the timestamp. And I was like, oh my god, this movie is an hour and 41 minutes. <laughs> I really hope it's worth it. And this movie probably could have been like an hour and 10. ten and it would have done the same thing and that would have been fine. We could have cut a half hour out of it. Oh, at least. Yeah. We definitely at could least. have. There was so much unnecessary stuff. Yeah. I like the part when they are harvesting the punk rockers and they hypnotize them. Yeah. Because he wanted to, like, not be cruel and just kill them. Oh, what the hell is this? spinning me on lights. I he love when he's like, you're in space, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he was like, you know. Okay, maybe this movie is a little bit funny. <laughs> he wanted to, he wanted to humanely kill them. He wanted to send them to a good place before he killed them. Yeah. So that's the way that he did it. Not by giving them actual drugs. Just by hypnotizing them and being like, on a trip. this is going to be the greatest trip of your life, man. It's kind of nice. It's I know. Nice. I see. They aren't so bad. They aren't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people not being so bad, here's a note I have. And I think it's because the actress who plays Terry looked like Sherry Moon Zombie to me. And I'm like watching this movie and I'm like, this is a remake I would watch if Rob Zombie remade Motel Hell. And I want to see Sherry Moon Zombie in the role of Terry. Terry. And Sid Haig as the farmer. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I would watch that. Yeah. That would be kind of good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and you know me in remakes. We don't usually hang out together. No. But for some reason, and like I said, I, I just, I feel like that this is one that I would give Rob Zombie my blessing and be like, you know what? This kind of feels like he, your kind of vibe. Yeah, he needs more B movie stuff to be going after, and stop like trying to do like Halloween and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's totally out of his wheelhouse. He doesn't know how to do like serious horror like that. Yeah, I we can get we can get E. G. Daly to be Ida. Wow. Sid Haig. Oh, that makes me sad. E. G. Daly. She's awesome. She can do whatever she I wants. I love her. She as I'm wearing my Chuck Spike Rama shirt. Um, <laughs> who's gonna play Bruce? We gotta put Bill Mosley in there somewhere. But uh, I don't think he he's, can't be first now. He's, he's got to be, be like, like one of the punk one of the rockers. rockers who gets killed. Oh no, he's got to be the swinger. He could be both. You don't he, put you don't put Bill Mosley in a movie. Don't give him room to shine. So he's yeah, got to be the swinger. Yeah, or he's the preacher. 
He's the wolf man. The Jack. preacher would he be good. Yeah, Jack. he would be a good preacher because he his character in uh, House of Those Corpses is always preaching anyway. Yeah. Um. So to try to es- extract some deeper meaning from this film, which oh again is it was hard. <laughs> I got to be honest with you, I was grasping at straws here. The fir- my first statement was, and Nate, I think you really gave me like a good perspective on this. Like, I hate that at the end of the day. Bruce became the hero who saved Terry mm-hmm. because A, like, oh, of course, a man comes and saves her. And B, a f- why do we have a rapist as a protagonist and a hero? Like, that really pisses me off. But again, you're right. It's 1980. Nobody thought about it as much as I do today in 2019. The other thing I liked was the juxtaposition between the preacher on in the background all the time and, like, just the hypocrisy of him in real life and, mm-hmm. like, and also how, like, at the end of the day, Vincent and Ida were very interesting, like, tropes of, like, the hardworking, good Christian rural folk. So I thought it was kind of fascinating to see them doing something so terrible. I also thought it was a fun little statement on, like, free range and humane killing and everything like that yeah. for 1980. So. They didn't, they weren't, like, like evil or cruel. They no, did they evil like, things, right. but they didn't, like, I don't know. They didn't they have, like, strong- that vibe from them. Like, it didn't. I don't know. They had strong morals. Like, they, I hate, this is weird, but I feel like they were, like, good people in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. They were in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just aside from all the murdering. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they were just trying to help out with population control and feeding more people. Yes. Exactly. And make delicious you know, jerky in the meantime. Apparently the best in the county. Oh, my yeah, gosh. You know, and I believe In a hundred mile radius, there's the best smoked meats you're going to get. I, it's Farmer uh, Vincent's. Might be, might be even bigger than that, but they want to keep a low profile because they're murdering people. No, he said. He's, <laughs> he said. No, he said that they serve as a hundred mile radius because that way they can do the best. They can do quality control. Right. Not and quantity, keep the prices right. low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they thought of everything. For two little country bunkins, they have a nice strong economic system going through their business. Yeah. Like, but they they're also nice saying those lines to the people they're about to murder. So Very true. Very true. <laughs> Very true. And grain like of salt. Said, grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I never, like, I don't know. I didn't realize how funny it was until we started talking about all these moments. Because yeah. it does end with really <laughs> funny stuff. And yeah, it's a little funnier than I gave it credit for. It does have its moments. Yeah. It does. But again, it's not going to be anything in, in, in a permanent rotation. Like, no. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, this is one of those movies that, like, maybe at a party you put on with in kind the of the volume down the background and just kind of, like, let it roll kind of thing. Because there's goofy stuff that happens. Every once in a while you can look over and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... I, you're right, but th- some of the scenes last so unnecessarily long, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah... <laughs> Some of them are just so disturbing, too. There were so many things that skeeved me. Like, the swingers skeeved me. The fact that the swingers were interested. You're a swinger. You go to a hotel that's known for its swinging. You see Vincent and Ida, and you're like, yeah. No, you're not. Like, you're like, ooh, this is the wrong place. Let's go. Like, oh, no. He was a good-looking 70-year-old man. I mean. Dude, old balls. <laughs> Listen, if you're a swinger, you don't have a lot of options. I'm not sure that. That's true. I'm not I don't sure, know. Especially don't back know. then. You're grasping. Oh, I feel like 80s was a big time for swingers. Yeah, but you'd need to know people that knew people. Like, yeah. if you're just trying to, like, find, like, some new people to book with. Yeah. You know? Like. I don't know. I'm just saying, like. That's to be tricky. I'm a swinger. I show up and that's what I'm looking at for the night. I may be like, oh, I'm good, bro. Thanks. Don't, don't kink shame them. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying that they're not my cup of tea. <laughs> if I were to swing. Any of the four of them. Maybe Indiana Jones with her wit. Maybe. <laughs> and her sweet perm. Maybe. She didn't have a sweet perm. She did. <laughs> Anything else for this very bizarre and often uncomfortable movie? <laughs> One thing. Okay, at the very beginning, when the people are leaving their little store with their kids, and he's putting the bumper sticker on the car, he puts it on the front bumper. Who does that? Who puts a bumper <laughs> sticker on the front of their car? Don't That's you want, like, other cars to see it? And you'll see it if it's on the back bumper, because... Like, that's the whole point of advertising. Like, otherwise, no one's going to see that bumper sticker. Also, he scares the shit out of their kids. (laughs) Oh, my God. The part with the kids. (laughs) And they scream. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. Your meat is so good. Goodbye. (laughs) You're right. That was so funny, too. He's like, and the kids are like, traumatizing. (laughs) I kind of want to watch the movie again. That's that's all I got to say. Oh, God. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so now let's leave the uh, the fields of, where was this? Texas? I just assumed Texas. Who knows? <laughs> to go to good old Nebraska. 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 Um, with with a bonk, to be fair, I thought a bonkers opening. 
Like, the movie starts strong. Oh, yeah, that's the best part. Brutally the killing best the part adults. Of, yeah, that's yeah. the best part of the whole movie. And it's okay. over in the first ten yeah. minutes. And you're like, oh, wait, now i got to watch Empty Town beating up children in the movie. I do like that they, like, he kind of chucks the kids around a lot. He does. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, that's what it is. Just a bunch of little kids getting tossed around. Oh, it's funny. Um, yeah, so, okay, so based on a Stephen King short story that was originally from... Scouching? Night Shift, right. It actually, I think, appeared in Playboy, and then it appeared in Night Shift. Right. It's an extremely short story. It is very short. That has a somewhat similar plot to the movie, yeah. but for the most part, not. Like, right. it has the man and a woman going mm-hmm. through town. It has the whole kid upheaval, mm-hmm. you know, revolting and killing parents. Um... And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the story, not, not the much story. else beside yeah. that very, very, very basic plot. And you can feel it when you're watching this movie because so much of this movie is just them wandering through an empty town. This is definitely <laughs> another movie that yeah. could have been cut down quite a bit and, and made a bit shorter. Um, one of uh, well, you don't know. We can we can synopsis if we want to spread it out a little more than that. Is that uh, Vicky and Bert are driving. I guess to their destination where Bert has an internship or he just graduated medical school. And anyway, they're driving to their destination and decided to go the, you know, back roads. Yeah. They're going to do a little sightseeing mm-hmm. and they get into a car accident because they hit a kid. Turns out the kid already had his throat slit because the kid comes from a town or all the parents have been killed because there is a kid named Isaac who has mm-hmm. made himself kind of the leader because he can speak with he who walks behind the rose, which is some unseen Demon creature that controls God or something, yeah. deity of some sort. So basically, it's a tremor. It's a tremor. It's a tremor. What is it? The it Gat- might be Randall Flag. Gat- yeah, Gatlin. 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 Which, yeah, I actually did a little research. Nice. <laughs> In case you were wondering. And yes, apparently it is the Galen, which is a... Hold on a second. Let me get through the notes that don't make any sense. And try Does that little girl have the too. Shining? The little girl has the Shining. I thought so. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, this seems like a shining mm-hmm. thing since she's seen in, in the, the future and everything. In the story, though, in the story, she doesn't, she's not like she doesn't. It's not like the right, movie. but the, he's made so many books like talking about like characters and mm-hmm. stuff after the fact. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was brought up again. And it is believed that the demon in the field is actually Randall Flag, who is Satan, because he's like tricking these kids into doing terrible things, like murdering all their parents. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. See, that's what I like. I like the big picture stuff. Like Me too. I don't yeah. like this yeah. minute-to-minute breakdown. Of what happens when you run in this town because nothing they're a bunch nothing of dumbass kids yeah. they don't know how to do anything cool yeah they don't like set up traps or do anything they're just like get out of here Atlanta. we don't like you <laughs> well it's interesting too because malachi becomes like the ultimate bad guy in in the story malachi gets sacrificed mm-hmm. as like one of the kids because like they change so like I, that was one question too in my head immediately i was like what happens when they turn 18 and they get what when, in the story it's nineteen and then they get punished and it gets turned to eighteen because they're all getting pregos. But yeah. um yeah, no, like okay, so my big gripe with this is that it it got so like the story is so nihilistic and basically ends with the kids just moving about their business while the demon continues or the scene continues. Whereas this is like, yay, they get away and they save the cute little kids and it ends with like, well, how about you live with me for a day? How about a week? <laughs> like, I hated that ending because of that. Yeah, but it's still pretty nihilistic because their car is busted and there's a good chance they're just going to die trying to get away. And also, all the other kids they just leave behind. Yeah. So what are those kids going to do? Yeah. I yeah. mean, if one of them can hide in the back of their car and try and stab you with a corn knife. <laughs> oh, you, I feel like knife? those kids... The corn knife is ridiculous, I'm sorry. Um, I feel like those kids, now that they're too... Le- well, first of all, well, Isaac comes back, I'm like, oh man, he was right, bro, we should have listened to Isaac. <laughs> like, so Malachi sucks. Like, I remember being a kid and hating, being a little scared of Malachi. Malachi's scary. Yeah. He's, a, he's got a creepy face. He does. He's <laughs> that poor guy. He's a ginger. What is his name? Malachi. No, no not in Malachi. Real in real life? Um... He's Fred Weasley. No, it's not his name. Don't you dare. Not my Weasley. <laughs> he's in a bunch of different movies. He's in like, he's in like, like weird. Problem child. He's, 
he's no he's on that he's on that it's always sunny episode where they go to the mountain the ski resort oh episode. for a second i thought he's he like, did you come in my burrito bro <laughs> it's like no i wouldn't do that to you i'm looking it up right now <laughs> malachi is played by he's got like a a name I should immediately remember. Oh, I feel like that's not something I expect you to immediately remember. Oh, sorry, I do. Really? Like, oh my god, I, I feel like, like Courtney I Gaines. Yeah, Courtney Gaines. That's a very rememberable name. Courtney Gaines? And let me see, what's he been in? Yeah, I've recognized him. He's in a lot of things. Stuff. He's in a lot of things. And oh, actually, snap! He's in a lot of things, you're right. I wasn't kidding. Yeah. Damn. Um, Maybe we'll see him at a con one of these days, speaking, but he does this a lot. Speaking of recognizing people, the little boy Patrick, or oh. the little... Uh, the little boy, Job. Joby. Joby. He was Patrick from Monster Squad. No! Yes, he was. Aww. He thought his sister is not a virgin. Aww. Really... She's been dorked. No, those kids are <laughs> I can't even deal with that. Also, thank, I would like to thank Monster Squad for being the reason why I had to explain virginity to my child. <laughs> Recently, Molly and I were watching. <laughs> yeah, laugh, you motherfuckers. And not well, you only, gotta do it sometime. And not only explain virginity to her, but then her say... Well, why are none of them just reading it themselves? Excuse me, didn't I bring that up when we talked about it on the yeah. podcast and I got shit for it? No, it's true. It's really disturbing. When you have your, your eight-year-old looking at characters who are like 10 and be like, why are none of them able to read the book? Well, I don't get it. Like, And especially when you're trying, like I'm still at the age where I'm trying to play the whole like, you only do that when you're married and you're going to have babies. And trying to explain the sisters thing where like why she's not and then you only put it in a little bit. Like... Oh god, I wanted I was like, why am I letting my kid watch this movie? And then I blamed you. I don't know why I blamed you, Jackie, but I did. I blame you for watching Monster Squad. No, that's alright, because she's gonna be more well balanced when she's older. Yeah. Because my parents are like, repress, repress, repress. That's true. And then I'm like, I'm confused when I'm like (laughs) seventeen. Like I don't understand anything. How things work. How do you talk to people? (laughs) I don't know. What are emotions? I don't get it. Yeah, that's one thing we're not in, my, in this family is repressed. So, we yeah, don't open. worry about it. You'll yeah, be all right. We'll, we'll tell. Right. tell. Um, looking, looking through my notes, and it's at various points throughout my notes. Kids are terrible. Couple notes down. Fuck little kids. Whoa. Note after that, and fuck teenagers too. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so glad you're in my children's life. Yes. <laughs> Um, no, you're right. My, Kids are the worst. My first note is, man, how could a movie with 90% child actors go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Although, um, wasn't the guy that played Isaac, like, in his 20s, but, like, he had some kind of medical condition? Yeah. Oh, yes. He looked younger. Yeah, he's got, he's got some kind of medical condition. But I think he was in his 20s. Although, but you know what? Like, that really is no big thing, because how many 20-year-olds 20 20 have played teenagers in movies it's our whole lives? It's so, true. like, it, it's not really a thing. Saved by the bell. Hello. Um, hips up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. He was, like, 30. Yeah. Was he really? Yeah. Wow. He was born in 1958. Jesus! Wow. What? And this yeah. movie came out in 1984. Yeah. So he was... Well, he played Cousin It in The Addams Family. <laughs> He was in his mid twenties, but still, that's pretty old. Yeah, that's too legit. To Fifty-eight, play. eighty-four. <laughs> so, yeah, he was cousin it, and he was, he was chop. Um, he was twenty-four. Child's he was Chucky's voice at times. What? Huh? Weird. He's credited with walk about Chucky's voice. Yeah, weird. And he and was which on one? Kids Incorporated. K I D. Yes. Speaking of Monster Squad, what's up, Rudy? Whoop! Ryan Lambert, let's just... Well, now you guys made, made that a little scarier <laughs> for me. <laughs> made it more, did you say, or less? Isaac, more scary. I, really? If he's an adult kid. Yeah, with, he's like 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, but he, I tell you what, that kid is one of my favorite parts of that movie. He's one of the very few characters that is actually interesting when he's on screen. Agreed. Yeah, because you don't know what he's going to do. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I like, and like, he's also one of the only ones who keeps up the accent the whole time. So Malachi would be like, Outlander, you shall not live here. And then like 20 seconds later, he'd be like, yo, dude, get over here. Like, I swear (laughs) to God, it was like the, like the kid, all the kid actors were a hot mess. Like they, because kids suck, as you suggested. Not you, I love you, my children. Um, They like couldn't keep up like the charade. And again, much like Motel Hell, the gospel and the Bible is like an underlying theme and, and like 
through the whole thing is mm-hmm. and like I have to admit that beginning scene where like the one kid got the blood all over him and all that like that stuff was disturbing, bro. There was a lot of blood spray in this one. There, there was, was more than one occasion spray. that yeah. there was blood spray. Um, I think also we can just have the overarching thought of like fuck this whole movie because they kill a dog and you know you kill a dog in a movie. Oh yeah, it's true. Also, I hate that Linda Hamilton is his character is so like just a victim until Useless, her husband yeah. comes and like I you, you have Linda Hamilton in your movie. Please do something better. She killed a Terminator, that. dude. Right, like she yeah. can she well handle, she can handle herself. A she couple really ankle bites. She was famous yeah. for being a badass lady in I movies. Know. So why is she so useless in she, this? And, and it really upsets me. And the fact that he has to be like, go run away. But I will say that every time he started pummeling on little kids, I giggled. I like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he also sucks because when he fights Malachi in that barn, he, he immediately gets up and runs into something hanging like donk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I was like. <laughs> like he, he, he properly beats the hell out of this kid and he's like yeah and he gets up and he's like I gotta go get the rest of them blam just runs head forward first and it's oh, like oh that made me giggle I thought that was like a very human oh, thing I, I just wished it like he had gotten like cut or something else would have happened and him just being a complete idiot you know yeah <laughs> cause it just it makes the kid seem even less threatening and this dipshit can still beat them you know yeah and I like you're right it does and I, I can't, I couldn't wrap my brain about whether or not I saw the kids as a real threat. Like, the whole time I was just like, look at these silly little guys running around in their cute little court outfits. Like, I don't know. My thought of them being a threat is just simply that there's so many of them. Yes. And yeah. you can be there's outnumbered. Yeah. You could be outnumbered yeah. by them. True. And um, and they just, you know, there there's power behind the, the, what is it, what's the word, the religious, or ze- zealous. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're. Yeah. Is that a lot? Is that what? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, basically when you're just, your faith, like you're blinded by your faith. And if your corn god tells you to kill adults, right? yeah, I'm going to do it, you know? And it's just like when they, with the character Amos, it's his 19th yeah. birthday and he has to, mm-hmm. now that he's 19, he has to go into the corn and be taken by his lord, you know? And he willingly. Yeah. And, and, and gets himself killed. The monster exists. Like, it's it's a very real... What I like the idea of it possibly being Randall Flagg, because I like the idea that this that. is him just fucking with people. And, like, getting a bunch of kids to kill their parents and then keep killing each other. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like his, like, baby steps leading up to the stand eventually, because, like... he's like, and, or maybe it's just a moment in the Dark Tower series, but I love the idea that he just does this just because he can, and he manipulates the shit out of his kids. Nothing to do. It's Saturday. Whatever. Well, I like that at first, it's one of those things where it's like, there's, there, there's no monster. It's not real. These kids are just crazy and they're following him. Like, you know, it's, it's not real. There really is no monster. It's just Isaac controlling people. And then when you have scenes where like, the corn hearts mm-hmm. itself, and then when the tremor thing monster happens, and then of course at the end when there's a you know like atomic bomb mushroom cloud with like a squiggly face with a squiggly face, like you know those it. little those doodles that yeah. have like mm-hmm. basically it's a doodle um, that screams because it gets set on fire. I I like that they're actually that it wasn't just. Oh yeah, it's way more fun. It, it, it's, it's, it's way fun more that there's fun. A monster. There really is. He who walks behind the rose, and I think that's really cool. But again, we're it's it's such a departure from the short story. One of the things I loved in my research of of the difference is like Vicky and Bert die very quickly in the beginning of the story. Like they're not the heroes. Yeah, there is no burning of the cornfield nope. at the end. Like none of that happens. Isaac wasn't the original leader. Nope. Like the time frame is a lot longer. I didn't notice this when I watched the movie. I didn't realize that that one girl was pregnant, um, Malachi's girlfriend. I didn't realize that she was pregnant until I had watched something talking about the difference between the book and the movie, but how they were saying that in the book, because so much time has passed, the children are actually like the second generation, like babies having babies, one on top of the other. Mm -hmm. And in the book, you know, like the cop, they call him the blue man. So it makes sense when you've had a 12-year gap, you're not going to have kids that know what a cop in uniform looks like. But in the movie, there's only a three-year gap. So you would know what a cop is. But again, I mean, I think that was just a choice connecting maybe a little bit of the book to the movie. 
if you've never seen the movie before, I think everybody knows the line about Outlander. We have your woman, Outlander. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't help but laugh because it really reminded me. When he was just walking around the town, he's like, Outlander, Outlander. <coughs> I kept repeating back, like, warriors, come out and play. <laughs> I do. I, I love the Outlander parts where he's playing hide and go seeky with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't love the changes that they made to the story itself. Uh, and I also kind of hated the ending. Like I said, I think it was way too, like, saccharine sweet for me. Definitely, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, again, another one that I don't, like, go, I'm not going to go out of my way to revisit if it's, you know, like, I I remember in, like, the early 2000s or maybe late 2000s, they did the remake on Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, and it was interesting for what it was. Um, I'm a sucker for any sort of Stephen King anything, so yeah. I watched it. I also, sadly, have seen more of the 12,000 movies that came out afterwards that I want to admit, because they were always on basic cable in, like, the 90s and 2000s. Why did they make so many no, of them? I don't know, but Why they were was terrible. this, like, a property that, like, we can milk more out of Children of the Corn Man? I think We can do more yet. Children of the Corn movies. Yeah, amazing. Green light it. Go. Here's, uh, here's $500,000. Make another one. Like, that's, like, that sounds bonkers to me after this movie. It's like if the you saw this movie. It, I just don't know why you'd be like, yes, you may also... Like, did this movie do really well in the theaters? I don't think so. I don't... I mean, it, I can look it up. Can we talk about how Isaac gets crucified and then shoots up in the air like a bottle rocket? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I didn't love... I wanted I love it to be it. like... <laughs> I laughed. I laughed. I laughed really hard too. Every time I laughed. Oh, I laughed. Yeah, it made fifty. It made $15 million, which I would imagine Jesus, is pretty good. For that's it. why. But still, it's silly. There's so many sequels to this. I mean, though, keeping in mind, this is 1984. So you're coming off of Firestarter. And because I think Firestarter came yeah, before, before this. Yeah. So it's like Stephen King. He's, he's got so hot right, right now. He and me are so hot right now. Um, no, so wait, this was, this was first. This was, this what year was this? 84. So it was Firestarter. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they were churning them out at that point. Yeah, I mean, probably... it's, it's the name Stephen King. You can't go wrong. It's kind of like, you know, he, he's one of those people like John Carpenter, where you get your name in front of every title. People are going to flock to see it. And You're Stephen... a known... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's a known name. It's, it's going to draw people in, good or bad. People mm -hmm. are going to see it. And he's Stephen, so and Stephen right King is okay with putting his name on anything. Like, he does not care. He's like, yeah, you did a great job. 100%, guys, you did it. Like, he's very rarely, like, I didn't like that movie version of my book. Yeah, he's, I mean, he gives he gives the rights to a lot of his stories for five bucks. I mean, he really tries to promote... Well, well that's for, like, student films. It's like, you know, if you're not going to make any money off of this, it's, like... It's not just student. It's anybody in, independent. Like, I have two films right now that have been made rainy season, and Here There Be Tigers that women, independent women directors have done for profit. He'll sell them to anybody as long as you, like, pitch them well enough. Yeah, but those are his short stories. There's not a lot to take from them anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's I think that's. I think it's a, a dope-ass thing to do, though. You're Stephen King. That's a really nice thing to do. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, I think that'd I wouldn't be the be coolest doing it. I would be, thing. I would be way more protective of my work. I just, I love Stephen King so much. I love what he stands for as a human being. I love his work. I mean, I feel like I grew up reading his books and that really formed my horror like foundation so it's like anything Stephen King I'm like always pumped yeah. ready to do. he definitely was was a big part of like growing up in the 80s and, mm -hmm. and being oh, interested yeah. in horror just because you know like half of the movies at the, at the store had his name on them so sure. like maybe that was maybe that was his plan maybe he was playing the long game he's like I'm just gonna make myself a household name yeah whoever wants to make a crappy version of one of my books into a movie just let him do it and then that way you know when I'm like 60 something I can just like let the cash roll in and they can remake all my stuff and make better versions of it and whatever I don't even care really you know what longevity because at this point, what, in November, or, uh, no, in September, we have It Chapter 2 yeah. coming out. In November, we have Doctor Sleep coming out. Yes! So it's like, you know... And I'm pumped for both of them. Yeah, you know, it's it's whatever he's doing, he's the, doing the good with the bad, he's doing something right, because... I gotta tell you, he's, like, my all-time favorite author. I, I just... And I'm actually having... I've dubbed this the Summer of King for me because I'm reading all the Stephen King books I've never read. So right now I'm trying... I'm trudging through Tommyknockers. It finally got good, but it was 
I don't know if you guys read it. It's Dragon. A lot of his books are like that, where he he likes to spend a lot of time on, character uh, on the characters, yeah. on like the town, and yep. like he wants every part that he of his story that he thinks is important. He will spend the time to really on, yeah. just like flesh it out. He will not like be like this is enough information. He's like no, they could use some more information, mm-hmm. some more context. Because, like, that's what it is like. It is so much context mm-hmm. and, like, very little plot. Agreed. It's Agreed. so much context. But for some reason, it felt quicker than Tommy Knockers has. That's it, bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mean, a million pages Tommy long. Knockers is, is a slow burn. <laughs> and um, I also feel like, while I usually love the way he chooses to characterize and, like, slowly draw things out, I, f- I have noticed now that I'm, like, diving into a couple in a row, his protagonists are almost always the same archetype. Like, the, the drunk or this person who needs some sort of redemption, the English teacher, like his early novels, he just wrote himself into oh, every one him, of his protagonists. Right? Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't begrudge it. I like it, but, and I like that he evolved away from that. Like I still will stake the claim that like Lucy's story is one of my all time favorite Stephen King stories. I think he did a great job of going beyond just writing himself as a shadow of the character protagonist but like really all those early novels the lead characters are always like drunken english teachers and if there's one thing i can get behind it's a drunken english teacher (laughs) i just wish that there was some like because i i really enjoy the books of his that i've read i just wish there were better adaptations for a lot of those stories oh same because a lot of them they don't really get it and they kind of pick like the most like outrageous scenes from his books and try and make them the focal points of the story when there's a lot more that makes that part work that they just skip over because they're like, you don't need this. But I feel like the nature of his writing is such that if you like the writing, it's no, it, it rarely it, translates well to the screen. I don't know. The Mist, I thought, was a good job. The Mist is great. Yeah. But The Mist is also a short story, so they're able to take their time and fill out the parts they wanted to and still get all of the story in there. And their change of the ending I actually really loved. Well, they just added to it. No, they changed it completely. They added to it. No, the, the mist, the story, ends with the son and him at the hotel. Yeah, I know, and it just, and the, it doesn't end. The mist it's just the like movie. It's just like, hey, we're, we're not going to write anymore. But in the movie, he shoots the the kid and the, all the people in the car, and then they get rescued. Yes, like, I remember oh, all of this. I'm just saying, he's driving with the people, and then some of them die, and then, you know, it doesn't, it's not... It's more of a continuation. The book? I don't, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like the movie is just more of a like it just it, it follows the story almost completely, and yeah, then, and, then the it di- and then it diverges a little bit at the yeah. end. And the only reason those other characters are in the car with them is because you know they had more people, they had more people to and they had more time to spend time on other characters and stuff. So they're not just gonna ditch everyone at the end. Yeah, so I, it just I seemed, mean, yeah, yeah, I respect what they did with the ending, which is rare. Usually, I hate when they change the ending, but. but but yeah, I don't know. Like Salem's Lot. Like I want a good version oh, of Salem's Lot. We'll never get exist. it. But yeah, I'll dream of the Wait, day. I thought they were. I thought they were doing Salem's Lot. They are. They, they are. They've done. They've done it once. It wasn't that good. They did it a second time, and, and they changed things that were really weird. And they had like that weird like two thousands like weird era like bullshit like direction and like. Uh, DP work mm-hmm. like it was just like uh, it's really like I don't know it looked like a fucking power sleeve 5,000 yeah. video at time it was it was so choppy and I'm like oh shit the editing like choices it. were so yeah. weird yeah and it why was why is this modern it doesn't need to be that modern like it can you can Although have it be a little more sexy timeless as uh it's Rob Lowe yeah Rob Lowe Rob Lowe does not eat so now he does it He's but I mean like national treasure yeah, I just want something. It's just like, I just want a non-blue vampire. That's all I want. <laughs> no, I, I believe in... blue vampire is stupid. Uh, Especially when the, the book vampire is like this charismatic like Dracula type mm-hmm. that's like, they're like, come on, you want to no, be a No, this guy's like baby? Count Warlock, right? And it's like... Argh! Yeah, yeah. Argh! The one time I've read Salem's Lot, which wasn't that long ago, maybe two or three years ago where I read it for the first time, I couldn't help it, but like every time I just imagined Jerry Dandridge as the vampire like I couldn't oh, not have it be just Chris Sarandon like that like to me like be 80s kind of sexy vampire that's gonna like have an antique store kind of thing I'm just mm-hmm. like well it's 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 Chris Sarandon right like yeah. his handsome sweaters eating an apple I, I guess yeah. I just wanted to see like the wild stuff in the book like the mm-hmm. baby vampire and when stuff like that like I just want his hand to like all that kind of stuff there's like, so, there's so much, much wild cool stuff shit. in the book and it's yeah. so crazy everyone in that town dies mm-hmm. everyone the whole town and yeah. in the in the miniseries it's so like 
okay, it's over now. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. I hate it. I hate yeah. the ending of the, the miniseries so much. And then I started to watch the other one, and I'm like, I don't care. This I know. Is, this it's is so tough. ridiculous. This does not feel like Salem's Lot at all. No. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, we're getting really off track. Show me the corn. I don't mean There's not a lot to talk about, I don't think. It's yeah. they go to the town. They don't leave. They refuse. Like, they go to a gas station, and he's like, don't go into that town, man. It's messed up there. It's like, you don't want to go there. Just go to this other town. And they're like, we want to go to the town now because we found some. We, is this after they, they hit the kid? Yeah. He's yeah. like, it's like, don't go there. There's nothing. He's like, you don't want to. Like, if someone tells me straight up, like, no, that dead child is not important enough to go into that town. That town's real messed up. I'm going to take his word for it and I'm going to drive one direction. I'm not going to make any turns. I'm not going to drive through a goddamn cornfield. I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm just going to go to, I'm take his advice and go to the next town. None of it even made sense to me. I'm just like, this is dumb. Your own damn fault. <laughs> Stupid. Um, Stupid I do, people. I did like the attempts at playing with religion. Like, I liked the scene when he showed up because Amos was, like, getting ready for his little ceremony. Um, I liked the notion that the adults were the sinners and the problem that needed to be, like, even if it was just a trick being played by this god, I liked the reversal of, because, like, you know, in a lot of Christian culture, a child is born with sin, right? That's why we baptize. It's to wash away the, the original sin. And I love that in this film, the idea was, no, it was the adults who were the corrupting force. And even if it was really misguided and problematic. But I also liked, um, I found it interesting that the kids got in trouble for playing their little Monopoly game. Mm -hmm. um, because you would think that, like, childhood things of innocence would be encouraged. But they, it, they became adults. Like, it, it was kind of like an interesting thing of like how you can't you can't yeah. keep the innocence of childhood especially once you know the adults well, and especially with a game like monopoly where Sucks you're doing balls. so many it's about being an adult yeah i was gonna say you're it's doing so many game about being an adult. you're buying real estate and you're managing money and you're yeah you have to pretend to be an adult yeah. when you're playing monopoly yeah i agree yeah so fuck that i, yeah. like I that. hate fucking Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly yeah, sucks. Like, oh, I love Monopoly. I have like, I have like nine versions of Monopoly. It just <laughs> never ends. I always feel like, you know, 20 minutes into a game of Monopoly, I'm done playing Monopoly. Mm, yes, <laughs> me too. It gets old, especially when you're playing with your children. Uh, um, it's like three hours later. Like more Monopoly. My yeah. other thing is too, it's whoever buys bo fucking Boardwalk and Park Place, you're good. That's the person who's going to win. Because inevitably you're going to land there and inevitably you're going to go back there. strategy. What? You gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah, get more than that. You gotta kind of like figure out like, well, what's the? You want three and four like you want uh, properties that are like three and four spaces away because there's the numbers you're gonna roll the most. Like that's how you gotta yeah. break there's, it there's, down. There's some strategio. It's not just monopoly. it's not just about getting all the monopolies. You want to space them out properly because that way you get the most money because you're playing the odds. There was a, a time when I played Monopoly a lot, and I was always that douchebag player that bought like one of every color and then refused oh, to trade with face. everybody. Because yeah. <laughs> if I don't trade with you, you, you can't, can't get a monopoly. Yep. Get the fuck out. Wow, <laughs> That's yeah. why Monopoly is terrible, because it's the game about stonewalling the other players. Well, but then I realized that then that's no fun. You know, right. it's not a fun game if you steal, if you have one of every color and you don't allow the Monopolies to happen. Well, then it's no fun. Remember the time we were playing Monopoly in Triad and Matt got so mad that he flipped over the board? You and I were already out. We were sitting on the couch and it was him and Aubrey. And I don't know what happened, but he literally flipped the freaking board over, and you and I were like, fucking Monopoly, bro. <laughs> like, this is why you don't play Monopoly. I'm going through a big I hate capitalism phase right now, so I really hate the idea of playing Monopoly. All right. Yeah. I just don't, I, I mean, I hate capitalism, too. Yeah. I hate, you know, the fact that we have to own all this bullshit in order yeah. to be accepted into society Me in the too. first place, but Monopoly is also boring as fuck. <laughs> It is a stupid game. Nothing blows up. No. Nope. It's all just about doing taxes yeah. and shit, and yeah. I hate it. I don't want to do that in real life, yeah. so why would I want to play a game about that? Yeah, if I can't manage real estate and money in real life, why am I going to do it in Exactly. Monopoly's dumb. Let's play Guess Who or something. Oh, I love Guess Who. Let's play, let's play like something fun like Settlers of Catan that doesn't take 25 hours to play. <laughs> I do love Settlers of Catan, too. No, most of our board games take 25 hours. Oh, jeez, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, I want to play that Firefly game. We have this Firefly game, and I want to play it more, but it takes so fucking long. That's yeah. why I like that werewolf game in, like, five minutes. I like quick games. Yeah. Five-minute dungeons. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love five-minute dungeons. Molly and I get so stressed out. All right. Anything else about these two delightful little films? 
No, we've actually talked way longer than I thought we would have about yep. either film. But no, with uh, with good intent, I thought it worked out well. Yep. Uh, that's everything that I've got. Me too. Well, I, I, I enjoyed watching kids getting slapped repeatedly. <laughs> uh, me too. In this movie. And the corn knife was hilarious. That's, those, are my, <laughs> those are my big takeaways from Children of the Corn. Corn bowl. They're drinking Yeah, drinking blood yeah. from the corn bowl. Yeah, stupid. And I loved it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode as we talked about Children of the Corn. We talked about Motel Hell. Join us again next week. You know where to find us on the internet and how to find us. Usual phalange. Just go on Google. Do the thing. Rate and review. We will see you guys later. Later. Hi, we're serving dinner now. Our selections tonight are chicken piccata or seafood gumbo. Oh, excuse me, does the gumbo have corn in it? I am Cornwallio. I need piccata for my bunghole. You'll have to wait your turn, sir. Are you threatening me? My bunghole will not wait. I am Cornwallio. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.